Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grabbag, your weekly podcast reviewing games for the Game Pass Collection. Well, not this time around. This time around, we're talking about the Xbox Showcase 2023. I'm your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. With me, my co-host who skips most of the show because it is just way too much dialogue, Keith. That's me. Hello. And the one who never gets any of the contacts during the showing, Liz. Hey, guys. And so this week, this is a first for us. We're actually putting out an episode within like a reasonable time of when the showcase is happening. Oh, yeah. Well, that's half the reason <laughs> I actually didn't watch it. Usually you give me like three weeks and I get to it by the third week. But in this case, I had to watch it the same week. day that we're trying to record. That's very stressful. I know. The first time we did this, I think we were like a month late than the uh, I think last we did, year. Like I think we were like two the second showcase. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, all right. So let's start this off. Can you guys give me a grading system of how did you think Xbox Showcase went? So F through A, what did you guys give the showcase? Mm, so I took the text-based approach. Uh, where I, I did a read-through of everything that was released. And as far as what I would say I'm looking forward to, I think I'd give it, I think I'd say at least a solid B. As far as the list of games looked through and the ones that I was like, I want to play that game, I think B. Uh, for me, I think it's a C. I remember the E3 or whatever it is. That I was really excited about so many different games. And I just feel like I wasn't given enough information about the games. Like, I didn't realize that, like, a Dragon Infinite Wealth was a Yakuza game. And that's all that I saw was a naked guy that woke up on the beach. And I'm like, <laughs> what do I do with this? I didn't think about that context. Like, I, of course, saw that. And I was like, oh, this is a Yakuza game, like, right away. And it is funny. It's coming from you. I mean, I like Yakuza, and I, but I didn't connect it. It's literally just a video of a guy waking up naked on a beach. And you're like, what is this? I mean, I feel bad giving a C because, like, I mean, I'm excited about some of the games, but I just felt like I wasn't given enough information. No, it's it's very justifiable because even too, the showcase showed a lot of Persona games, in which if you don't know Persona, those games. Like, I know they're very good IPs, they're very well-beloved, but as someone like you, Liz, it probably just, like, looked like a old, like, PlayStation 3, Xbox 360 game. Because, I mean, they a lot of them are. Like, the, the one they were showing was, like, PS3 uh, Reloaded, or P3 Persona 3 Reloaded, which was, like, part of their portable version, but has extra content. Like, they're older games that are just kind of ported up. Yeah. And so for you, it must have been like, what is this? But um, I'm, I'm a little bit in between both of you guys. I'm giving it a B minus. I thought it was good. I was expecting better. The thing that just kind of annoyed me, especially after the whole debacle with Redfall, I was really expecting a lot more first party announcements or gameplay, in which they showed some. But there's still there was still so much that are no show and there's been no word about uh, specifically stated a K3. That game originally was announced in 2020 and there's still no word about its progress. When is it coming out? There's been no gameplay update on it. There's been nothing. No Gears of War 6. That's been silent. We know it's being worked on, but we just know nothing. You know, Perfect Dark, you know, there's been issues with them, but so they're going to be gone for a while. But there's just... That was just the thing that was missing for me. We did get some gameplay with uh, 
Clockwork Revolution, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a bit. But yeah, I just, I wanted more actual gameplay. Uh, but man, that Starfield though at the end really did it for me. Uh, but yeah, so let's start off with the show with Fable. Fable finally got revealed. So Fable was announced, I think two years ago. I think it originally was in 2021 that it was being made by Playground Games, the people who do Forza Horizon. What did you guys think of Fable? So I didn't, I didn't get a chance to get that trailer. Oh my gosh. It's literally the first trailer. Okay. So listen, listen (laughs) for some context. This has been the closing weekend of like all sports, all dance, all everything for kids. So I have done nothing but do, do, do that. And I'm not complaining. I'm just telling you, Andrew, that's why I didn't sit down and watch all of start, uh, all of showcase. I wish I could have, and I watched some of the ones that I could, but, uh, I can tell you that just based on the fact that Fable's coming out, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm excited. That's all it needs to be for me, really. And I, like, I'll watch it, um, but I don't know unless unless you're gonna tell me that there was some big flop in that thing. I'm I'm good. I did. I need. I know what I need to know. Knowing that Fable's coming out. Did so Liz, thank you for showing up and uh, participating in this episode. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Liz? They do. You know, they started off the the showcase really strong with this. Like they started out with like the one that was the most exciting, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I love the guy from IT Crowd. Uh, I forget his name. Richard Ayodi. Yeah. Oh, I love him. Yeah. And um, it it just I instantly I want to play it. I'm excited because I like the Fable games. Yeah. And I what they did uh, just graphically and everything. I'm really excited about that. But that's like that was I started the showcase and I was like this is amazing and I was like this is gonna be a great showcase. But that was the most exciting one for me. Yeah. Well, I would say the most exciting because like I said, Starfield. Let's well, I have that separate. <laughs> okay. That's that's separate because I mean for me like with that I was, I was like oh space game yay and then I was watching them actually talk about it and I was like holy crap I want to do that in the game and I want to do that in the game <laughs> so we'll get into that later. So last year's showcase uh, they specifically said everything you're seeing here you will be playing within the year. They didn't do it this time around but I still kind of got the vibe that if not it's going to be very close within the year. I think they didn't do it this time around because. Uh, a lot of like a good amount of those games actually ended up getting delayed, and so I think they were just kind of covering their bases this time around. And like, we're not going to guarantee it, but uh, there's a good chance you'll be able to play these games within a year. It's kind of the vibe I got. So with Fable, this was I was very excited for it because there was kind of a tease that it was going to appear here on Twitter, and sure enough, they started with it, which was awesome. But my complaint was there's no gameplay. It was a more in-depth cinematic trailer and they i think it gave away a lot it definitely showed a lot of elements from the original fable but it also showed a lot of this is a new fable specifically like i said with the british actor comedian richard ayote which is great like besides him i think the other best person they could have done with would be matt berry like they clearly want to show this game has british humor and like those are, I think, two really well recognized British comedians. And so well, the fact that you start with him, you know, he's very funny. He's talking about how heroes don't exist anymore, but you know, he's a farmer. We're the real kind of heroes. And it, I like that this game showed more of a fable aspect because I like the reveal in the end. You find out he's a giant, so it's definitely like, oh, it's definitely going with more fairy tales, which the original fable games kind of didn't do. It was more of just 
you being the fable of a of a mythical hero and going on quests. But it looks like this one's taking more approach to actual mythical fable tales, which is cool. But you definitely saw the Bulverines. You saw them kicking chickens. And you saw the townspeople's reacting to the person kicking the chicken. So there's definitely a lot of that British humor. So I think Playground Games is definitely doing the homework and trying to make this feel like the original fable while make it their own. I just wish they showed gameplay trailer because from what I did see here, I was very excited. I mean, the Fable games have always had some com- like comedic aspects to it, so I think it's perfect that, like you said, bring a comedian into it and and go with that route. But, yeah, yeah. I'm. I don't know. I'm. I'm pretty well sold on just. A, I don't know. I'm excited to play New Fable. So. I'm just curious how much is in the game. That's going to be the big question. That is true. I did just pull up the the uh, the trailer quickly here and just the <laughs> graphics alone it's crazy because and i know that you guys were talking about the graphics but people look like people um, i know they, and that, that is kind of weird the original table they're very goofy yeah, i was gonna say i don't i don't i don't want to say that it should carry on the tradition of having weird looking people but man people looking like people imagine that <laughs> so i'm curious if there's a character creator the second game was another one that I was excited about, but no gameplay or story. It was the South of Midnight. Oh, yes. And for me, the music and the graphics, it looked so cool. But that's all you really know is, you know, sneaky monster. Uh, so for me, I really kind of wish that there was more because the vibe was amazing, but they, they gave you like nothing. I thought that trailer was super cool. I hope I, they must carry this art style. Because like, there's no way you make a trailer where everything looks like animatronic and wooden, and you don't have it be the gameplay like actual Even graphics. Even little animals and yeah, loved the art style. But this is from Compulsion Games, which is another Xbox Studios. These were the people that did We Happy Few, so they've been dead silent since We Happy Few. So this is awesome that they finally showed us what they're working on, and I dig it. I think this environment's cool. I think there's very few games that kind of take place in like the Bayou area. And so just the art style and like dealing with mythical creatures in the Bayou area. I am, I am for this game. So I'm, so, so I'm just going to live watch this, I guess. Cause I just pulled up <laughs> watching this. We're just going to get Keith's live reaction gonna, to the show. Kids. Basically. Yeah. So this is, this is fun, but no, I don't think it looks animatronic. I think it looks more like stop motion. And I think, yeah, it, I, that's mean, I, I think it looks wicked cool. But yeah, yeah I, at the very least, you have to make sure. I think at least all of the cutscenes are. But yeah, I, I'm in, I'm about that. I could, I could get involved with some South of Midnight. Yeah, but once again, I just I wish there was more gameplay. But no, it's just it's just uh, just a cinematic. Which, and I, I'm at least glad they're showing something. Uh, then the third game was a Star Wars game, which oh, is I'm- not an Xbox exclusive game. This is from Ubisoft, uh, but it is Star Wars Outlaws, which is awesome because. So far, the only studio that's kind of capitalized on the Star Wars license has been EA. And we know other studios are kind of working on games, but there's just been kind of silence. And Star Wars Outlaws, from, once again, not in gameplay, they did say it'll be at the Ubisoft uh, show, which I think is tomorrow. Well, it'll have already gone when this airs. But uh, hopefully they show more gameplay. But from what's here, I mean, after, you know, Star Wars Jedi Survivor... I I'm down for more Star Wars game. You got a cute little critter that follows you. How could you not like it? I know I'll enjoy it, but I'm just I'm not a huge Star Wars person. So I always enjoy Star Wars stuff, but I mean I'm not like, yeah, Star Wars. 
Oh, well, it's not just the fact that it's Star Wars that gets me excited. Like, it just seemed like you being an outlaw in this world, because from what it's hinted at, you know, it looks like there's going to be... Couldn't tell if it was going to be third or first person in action, but it looks like you could ride vehicles, you could fly in the ships, it looks like you're doing like a bounty hunters kind of stuff you're doing, so I think there could be good gameplay elements. Hopefully they just show you some. Uh, I, I mean, I could get behind that. I like a good open world game. I just don't care for Star Wars as a whole. So, and and, and I don't dislike it. I just, and it, and like you, like you said, Andrew, I understand that you're not excited for it because it's Star Wars necessarily, but all the same, I'm I, nothing about Star Wars gets me excited, I guess. So I've actually didn't even bother watching live watching that one on this one. Um, if it comes <laughs> to Game Pass, I'm sure we'll play it. So I'll, well, I'll get my experience then, but I, I'm, it doesn't do much for me to see a Star Wars game in there. But open world is cool, so. I highly doubt it'll be on Game Pass because this is an Ubisoft game and Ubisoft just launched their subscription service of Ubisoft Plus. And Microsoft doesn't own them yet. No. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I mean, they might as well, if Blizzard falls through, they might as well go for Ubisoft next. That actually probably wouldn't be a bad get. No? Got some decent titles. 33 Immortals is next, and I'm just intrigued, too, because the people who have made this created Spiritfarer, right? Yeah, which Spiritfarer... Spiritfarer... It's hard to say, right? I know. It was a fantastic game. Like, this is a different total shift for them, because Spiritfarer was this relaxing, really kind of slow-paced game with a very heavy story. But, man, what did you think of it, Liz? It looked mad at me i feel like for some reason i thought that you and keith would want to play it more than i, I would think keith is gonna love this game i thought yeah more keith but that was my first thought i think I, I would enjoy it and if i remember correctly it's co-op 33 player co-op game. okay yeah. i thought i read that wrong no yeah because it's up to 33 characters and i was like i've read that that, that that wrong like but imagine that like playing with 33 people so this is my guess of how this game's gonna play because obviously it, you're going to be joining with random people. Because, I mean, who has 33 friends to play with? Heck, I barely, I barely have two have friends, friends to play with. <laughs> yeah. I only count Liz a friend uh, in this group. So, you know. But yeah, to have 33 friends, I'm assuming you're just all getting put in a lobby. And it kind of looked like a roguelike to me. I'm assuming it's essentially like everyone's trying to race, like do a run. And if you're dying along the way, like your part of the run is over. And... You're trying to see how many of you 33 people can get to the end to fight the boss. That was kind of my vibe I was going with. But okay. I, I got a lot of Hades and roguelike vibes from this game. So this was one I actually was watching because I, I, I like got the Twitter notification. I, I watched the, the clip they posted. And, I, and you're right. It, just based on that, I, I had the same feeling. And I think it's the top-down element of it that makes it feel like it's going to be a roguelike because they don't from anything i'm reading or what i saw they didn't seem to give a ton of description i thought i saw it mentioned something about raiding which i think to your point you're kind of trying to get through to the end boss so yeah it's almost like a fall guys meets hades roguelike sure um i think that's sounds like a really cool concept like a roguelike battle royale essentially where you're sort of also working together maybe i think that could be a lot of fun and um yeah, it, it, we'll see what what's to come from it, but I I think that looks cool, and it was definitely one of the games that I I had on my list of interests. The next game I wasn't 
too crazy about the trailer. It was uh, Payday 3. And for me, looking at the trailer, you play a bank robbers yep. and you, you know, shoot up a bunch of, bunch of people. So I was, <laughs> eh. So this is, once again, another game of, I'm interested in, yeah, hearing your thought because someone who doesn't, like, know Payday, Payday's been a long-running series. It has a huge cult following. Like, people who play Payday, it's, like, the only game they play. And I don't like playing the bad guy. And I feel like, I mean, it didn't say at the beginning that there were these extreme circumstances where you need the money or people are going to die. And, you're, you're, you know, you're killing a lot of people. Um, so I don't think that's the case anyways. So it's just, like, I, I feel like you play the bad guy. And I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know. So I well, only I mean, you are. You're the bank robber, so. Yeah. Right? But, I mean, like, in the movies, though, it's like, oh, my, my kid's going to die if I don't get the money and I have to rob a bank. And so it's like, and they don't want to kill people. So it's like, I mean, I'm not going to judge every person that robs a bank. <laughs> but Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> like, do I, feel I like, need to bring up Chorbs right now? Chorbs. Do, do I need to go back to Chorbs? Redemption and killing a billion people, <laughs> but where it's okay to just kill a couple people in a bank. No, I just dying. said without killing people. But in this oh. game, like obviously you go around killing people. But I'm saying in the movies, you know, some there, there's usually like a reason for the bank robbery. Well, yeah, in Hollywood because they want to make it sympathetic. They don't want to be following people that are just being evil. Nobody would want to watch that movie. But what I mean, we make we make movies about serial killers. But that's anyways. a good point. They also don't really make bank robbery movies anymore because I feel like it'd be so hard to rob a bank nowadays unless you live in the boonies. Yeah, it's, I mean, now it's not a bank robbery. It's heister, heister above. Yeah. It's, it's that's gotta very be, true. Got to be a big hack move, you know, something. But I've only played a little bit of Payday 2, and from what I played to it, it's way more arcadey than what the game's kind of showing. Like, you're kind of thinking of like this whole story of, you know, why you're robbing banks, blah, blah, blah. From when I played a Payday 2, it essentially was, hey, you're just picking a map, you're loading with four people, and you're just trying to get the money and get out. It was just very arcadey feeling. So oh, okay. I didn't feel like bad shooting these cops because they were just like unlimited of them. They're just constantly pouring in. It, it just felt like a generic, you know, 4v horde type of game where... You know, you're trying to do an objective while just more and more enemies are being thrown at you and they're getting more difficult as time goes on kind of thing. So it, it definitely is more arcadey and fun than it is like, oh, you're a bad guy. But it's been a while since Payday 2 has been out. So them announcing Payday 3 is like a pretty big deal because they've just been building on Payday 2 more and more and more, more DLC. That's crazy. And, yeah. And so this is kind of big that they're finally making a third one coming out. Like it makes sense that they would that they would do it. I I think when I played Payday 2, I don't know if it was the last time you did, but I think it was when Game Pass released and it was like, let's just, we just played every game for like five minutes. And that was one I think we played one round of. But from what I vaguely recall, it was, there certainly wasn't any level of stealth, but there was like checkpoints where if you completed things a certain way, you could like minimize the amount of police action you had to take. You actually can do stealth. You, I've seen videos on YouTube of people actually doing a full stealth run, it's insanely hard, but That's you can do it. <laughs> I was say, well, so this was when I was, I was just kind of, especially because I don't care about dialogue or whatever description of the game, but um, I was watching the trailer here in the background a few minutes ago, and the one thing I noticed when you kick someone off a building and then shoot them, 
and that just i don't know if that looked like a cool move so <laughs> looks like there could be some fun action to it even if it's just like super arcadey and cheesy it, it could be some fun with four friends yeah uh what did you guys think of p3 personas reload yeah so this is what i was saying this is a persona 3 reloaded which was kind of from what i've seen yeah it's supposed to be like all the content from the persona portable version from the console version all in one package updated graphics content i have yet to dive into the persona games nope i lied i played an hour of five i think it was um and from what i've played of it it's interesting it's got some really cool characters i've heard nothing but amazing things about the persona series but for you to only put in an hour i feel well, like that was just me to dabble with it oh okay but it's it's not like from what I played it was a turn based RPG, you know, very Japanese. But it was I was digging what was there, and from what I've heard, you don't need to play any of the Persona games in any particular order. They're kind of their own set stories, so you don't get lost. So I don't know. Maybe we should tackle one one of these days. I mean, I'd I'd be willing to do it, but yeah, I I mean, just on the what it is and nothing against it it's just not a series i've ever played or really thought to get into so which we thought about yakuza and we all loved that game it's very true i'm not even saying i didn't i just don't actually remember what i thought of yakuza um what you loved it i think i thought you were the one who loved it the most i believe it i just i don't remember i thought i was the one that loved it the most. I, I, that sounds about yakuza right to me Zero. but i mean i i accept being wrong to be honest <laughs> And then, Andrew, I for some reason, I thought you would really want to play Avowed. So, Avowed. Because it looked like it had, like, magic. It was, like, medieval. It reminded me of a game that I haven't played, but I've seen gameplay for, but I couldn't put my finger on it. Yeah. So, Avowed, right away, the very first thing I thought, as soon as the trailer started, I went, oh, this is Assassin's Creed. The graphics looked just like the Assassin's Creed games, and I thought it was Assassin's Creed Mirage. Since, you know, they already showed an Ubisoft game, I'm like, oh, you know, maybe they're just showing some Assassin's Creed stuff. And then it turned out to be Avowed, which Avowed also, I think, was originally announced in 2020. It's been years, and there hasn't been a word about it. And this is the first time we got some actual gameplay footage of it. And did you guys see what studio it's from? Obsidian. Yeah. Do you? And that alone gets me excited. I've seen a lot of people be like, eh, about this trailer. But I am fully trusting. I mean, granted, we got burned with Redfall. You know, we were like, oh, it's Arcade. Arcade can't do wrong. And then, you know, we got Redfall. <laughs> but Obsidian has proven themselves with Grounded and Pentiment. And, you know, they've done, you know, my favorite Fallout with Fallout New Vegas. I have been waiting for a really good Obsidian RPG. And I liked Avowed. It looked a bit cartoony, but I'm okay with that, which was surprising because the first cinematic trailer they had it looked very realistic and gritty and dark. This looks a lot more kind of colorful and cartoony, but I actually liked it. It reminded me a lot of Skyrim, which, you know, I've had one of my friends say like, oh, this looks like a 360 game. And it's like, yeah, I guess you could say it looks like Skyrim, which was a 360 game. But I don't know. I am, I, I dug that trailer. I don't know about you guys. I, I think just the thing that makes me nervous is the fact that you said it's been, and I know a, a lot of games take many, many years, but something that was like showcased and highlighted three years ago and is just now being brought back up again tells me, I don't know. I get the vibe that it went through a lot of questionable stuff and Xbox and Microsoft are kind of at this weird point, especially with Redfall. 
where they're like, please, please, we're just going to keep throwing games. We're going to hope they're going to. And on the name of Obsidian, I, I'll give it to you. I think that that puts a good good stamp to it. But I just, I don't know, things like that make me nervous. And I think it's I think it's Redfall in particular that I'm like, we, you said it already, but we trust that we thought we were going to get a good product from Arcane and just, man, it was not. So I I don't say, I wouldn't say I'm out on it, but I, I, I'll be more excited maybe when there's more, more to come. I thought it looked fantastic. Really? Yeah, I was excited about it. <laughs> I mean, I said like, oh, I think Andrew's really going to like this game, but I also was, you know... I, I had like a little check mark next to it because um, I actually really want to play it. Which is like what I kind of agree with you, Keith. And what surprised me is they didn't talk about it. Like they showed some gameplay footage. But I'm curious if it like if it is so much like Skyrim and well now Starfield of just being like this first person action RPG, you know, fantasy setting, you know, you got weapons and magic that I felt like they didn't want to talk about it because it made me feel like Starfield. I don't know. I to me it was just so shocking that this game has been so silent and they gave us gameplay footage but didn't say much about it. And like that, that I don't I, so that's where I kind of agree with you Keith where I'm kind of like ah that makes me a little nervous. But I I definitely have way more trust in Obsidian after you know the two games they've come out with recently. So, but obviously this is a different team from Obsidian, but you know, I guess we'll see. Then of course, I mean we all love Sea of Thieves. Oh, the legend my gosh. of Monkey Island. This got me so excited. So, that wasn't the last showcase. I guess it was two years ago now when they did the Pirates of the Caribbean expansion for the Sea of Thieves. In which, you know, all of us, you know, we revisited Sea of Thieves. We were kind of lukewarm, right? About Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. I don't even know if I actually ever played the Pirates of the Caribbean. I think I just pl- ended up playing regular Sea of Thieves. I'm pretty sure you did an adventure or two with me, Keith. I might have. I I <laughs> honestly, though, I thought Pirates of the Caribbean was cool, and I think it fit. And I, and I remember even talking about being excited, but really, I just, I don't know, it, it felt a little more gimmicky than anything to me. Exactly. And, like, I, if anything, I didn't think Pirates of the Caribbean fit that well. But The Legend of Monkey Island is absolutely perfect. I, I, I'm surprised I didn't think of this. Like, of, I like, feel like you have. I feel like if you went back to one of our things you at least have talked about monkey island on every sea of thieves episode we've we've done it's possible but like rare studios has always been a company that had really good comedic things and i remember we complained about it with sea of thieves that we wanted more character charm and humor in sea of thieves and that's what monkey island is and so it makes perfect sense that rare is doing monkey island crossover because even this trailer just showed the cheeky humor that is in Monkey Island. And I just, I actually can't wait to play this. What is expansion. Monkey Island again? So Monkey Island is a very old school, like from the 80s. It was a point-and-click adventure game from Lucas uh, LucasArts, where you are playing this like washed-up pirate on a pirate island. And it's just you trying to solve this mystery of this island of a pirate captain that's like invincible. And you have to, in the end, try to duel him. It's just, it's, but it's just the humor in the game is absolutely top-notch. It's just, I don't know. And I think this game, this expansion is just going to work so well with Sea of Thieves. Yeah, I haven't played Sea of Thieves in forever because, I mean, it's so long. You know, I feel like once we, you know, had a kid, I'm just like, oh, I don't know if I want to put like (laughs) over three hours into a game 
each night, you know. But yeah, I, I, think, I would go back to it for for this. Well, might have to I, revisit Sea of Thieves again. <laughs> the I think third it's episode. <laughs> and, and it's been a little bit even... Eh, I think in the last six months I've probably played it. But I, the thing is, I feel like Sea of Thieves has gotten better about being able to pick up and play for 30 minutes, an hour, yeah. and put it down and, and not feel like I did nothing. Like, you can actually feel like you've accomplished something in 30 minutes to an hour, whereas before you're 100% right... Liz, if you weren't sitting down for three hours or more, like, I don't know, they're just, it kind of felt like you weren't doing much in, in the game, but I, I would definitely revisit it. I don't really know Monkey Island. I, I, I like, I know the legend of Monkey Island, um, but I've never actually played it. So I, I can't really reference it other than the fact that I think you're right is I know it's comedy and I, I just immediately when I saw it, oh, that fits. That sounds awesome. So like I, I'm, I'm on for it and I'm, I'm down to revisit some Sea of Thieves, so. One that I'm not excited about, Flight Simulator. Although I did think it was really cool. So they were showing, like, the stuff that you can do with, like, firefighting, search and rescue, agricultural, yeah. like, cargo transport. And even at the end, they showed the the dune. It yeah. looked like a dragonfly. Uh, so it looks really cool. I just don't think I would actually want to play it, but it looks cool. Yeah, like I agree. Like this, this, the last showcase they showed, uh, the Halo Pelican was like kind of the surprise vehicle, and so in this one, yeah, it was the the Dune Thopter that you could kind of fly in the end, which is really awesome. Yes, this I agree. This still isn't something that makes me go, I need to play Flight Simulator right now, but I know people who absolutely love Flight Simulator, and I'm super excited for them because this expansion seems awesome. Like, it is really cool to, like, participate, like you said, yeah, in, like, construction of setting up, like, power lines. Yeah, doing the wildfire rescues. Really awesome expansion. I think they even do, like, skydiving ones. Did I see that? Yeah, you can do, yeah, just gliders. And then there's experimental aircrafts of, like, yeah, it looked like a a four-blade helicopter, like, personal vehicle. It looked awesome. We should do that, because isn't there, like, you can actually, like, turn modes on where it's effectively almost, like, Know, for lack of a better word like a, like a force that like just right trigger to go and then like you just yep. kind of steer right like you don't have to know how to do all of the things you can pretty yeah. much is accessibility it to be playable for you know anybody who can handle a controller i suppose um, so i've like for that i've always thought boy it might be kind of cool to get into it because it just it looks so fascinating but i i can't even with that it's still I'm like i don't know where i'd want to begin i don't know what to do but i'm with you i i'd like for for the Microsoft flight sim people out there, this looks awesome. I mean, it's always new stuff is always cooler. So, I tried Flight Simulator when it first came out, and I have a fear of heights. And I'm not gonna lie, the game kind of triggered it a little bit. Like even like graphically, it's awesome, and like actually feeling in the vehicle, I do have a slight fear of flying. Yeah, it was kind of making you feel a little uneasy. I'm just like, that's nah, okay. It's just a video <laughs> game. I now understand people with like arachnophobia playing video games. And then, of course, Senua's Saga, uh, Hellblade 2. Yep. We finally got uh, more gameplay. I don't think... We still didn't get a date, did we? Just as coming in remember. 2024. At least I'm, I'm on Polygon is what uh, I have pulled up right now. But I like they started with the actress. And, you know, she said that, the, you know, they finally wrapped up all the motion capture. Which I remember when we covered Hellblade... I remember reading that Hellblade 2 was taking a little bit longer, not just because of COVID, but the female actress has a, I think a muscular disorder. And so it was like getting more and more painful for her. She had to like kind of do rehab 
while doing the motion capture. Dang, that's so, impressive. Yeah, so I know like that was kind of delaying the production a little bit. But what'd you guys think of the trailer? You got to hear uh, hear the voices in your head, which I know Liz, you are a big fan of. Yeah, not looking. The thing is, the the first one, it really was a cool concept, and I mean, it's I, it's really interesting and a good game. And so for me, it's I'm happy they're coming out with another one, but it's just like not my jam. So I am I am I excited to play it? No, but I I would love to watch somebody else play it. <laughs> but I mean, if we do end up playing it for the podcast, of course I'll play it. But I do I I feel like it is the type of gameplay though that you could very easily watch a, a gameplay walkthrough and you know you know what was going on and you could get by with that. But I do think you should play it too. Um, no, I I I just I think you need to play it. I mean, no, I would I play it. I'm saying I would rather watch someone play it than have to actually play it. Because I'm not like, like, I know you got annoyed with it, Liz. But even in the demo, like the trailer, I listened to this with the headphones on. And they still kind of did this spatial audio of the voices talking in your heads. And I love, I love the audio of Hellblade. And it just, it fit the vibe. And this trailer didn't show anything of gameplay. It just showed more story. And it definitely was, was a lot more like mystical but I cannot wait. I love Hellblade, and I just want more of it. I'm so excited for it. But I do think it's funny. Our friend pointed this out of the tonal shift of the show. Of you go, you go to this moment of Hellblade. You know, it's her f- fighting her inner demons. You know, it's really dark. It's gritty. And then the next trailer is a naked guy on a beach, uh, super bright and sunny. And uh, here's this naked dude just walking around, and everything's conveniently covering his junk. And it's yeah. like, it was kind of a weird of a tone shift in the showcase. I did not even pick up on that. <laughs> yeah, those are those are vastly different concepts. But yeah, um, that I, I mean, it that looks like a Yakuza game, if I've seen. I mean, his character looks like the kind of your typical Yakuza character. And and yeah, the that whole tone of everything about that is is a hundred percent Yakuza to me. So yeah, I'm sure I'm sure it could be good. Apparently I love Yakuza games, so I'm sure I'll love this which, one. Which we have not done like a dragon. Uh does this make you guys want to play like a dragon? <laughs> I, is there something is it like is it one it's of those a, things where it's in the same universe but like different family or a different character line I basically? Don't really know. I think Fair. so. I think it is like same universe, just different characters. So I know Like a Dragon is a bit of a different gameplay. Uh, we played a Yakuza Zero, and that was like a third-person action game. Like a Dragon is actual, like more of a turn-based turn RPG, where you have party members and you're doing skills and actually like taking turns and fighting. I've heard a lot of good things about Like a Dragon, so I do kind of feel like we should pick it up. It's been a while since we've done a Yakuza game. So it's more of a like a game style difference than it is potentially story difference yes okay. not not to jinx it but i like that keith is the forget one one this episode and not me well keith didn't watch the show no but he's like oh i liked yakuza oh. <laughs> you know um and i haven't played any of the fallout games fallout 76 atlantic city was mentioned yes uh fallout 76 a new expansion and the Elder Scrolls Online Necrom expansion was also announced. Uh, well, actually, no, they announced Necrom before, but I think now it has a release date. But uh, the Fallout 76 expansion, I think, is actually out now. It's the Atlantic City. 
Uh, and then Necrom, I think, comes out very soon. Uh, both of these games, I know they have a lot of fans, but I honestly keep forgetting they exist. <laughs> Fallout 76, like, I'm surprised survived. When that game came out, it literally did everything wrong. And I just remember seeing so many videos of how many people hated Fallout 76. From what I've heard, it is a really good game now. Um, the Elder Scrolls Online, I've heard a lot of people say, is a lot of fun as well. But those are MMORPGs, and I have a hard time. I just don't have the time for them. So I know we've had some people request that we play them, but it's a lot of time. Maybe we'll get to it in uh, the same time we got to... What was the one we just played recently? That was like someone requested it five years ago. <laughs> yeah, maybe it'll, maybe it'll be one of those. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's a lot of games, unfortunately. No, there was legitimately, I dug out. It was like the very first email someone ever sent us. Like, you should do this game. And then five years later, oh, it was uh, when we finally did Ark is what it was. Oh, yeah, Ark, yeah. <laughs> so maybe we'll do uh, Elder Scrolls in the same timeline as Ark. So we'll see you in four years, everybody. <laughs> uh, don't make me laugh, it hurts. <laughs> what did you guys think of path of the goddess because the main thing i remember that is the kaleidoscope graphics yeah but i don't really remember much else, else yeah no i have to say my art style is cool but what the heck was going on in that game <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't know what it was was i i think it's a third person action game it i don't know it, it was very odd this is uh coming from capcom which is also very interesting because Capcom kind of announced that they're not really making new IPs and they're just doing remasters and which they've been doing a fantastic job with. You know, they just came out with Resident Evil 4. It got fantastic reviews. You know, they did Resident Evil 3, Resident Evil 2. They all of them have been really great. But yeah, I don't think they've done an original IP and I don't as far as I know this is an original IP, but I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> so, uh Path of the Goddess I'm kind of eh about I so this is this is one that that I'm live watching here. Not lit that not actually as we're talking, but I was watching it as we were talking about some of the other games. I I think it looks awesome. Um, so we just played Ghostwire, right? And we were talking yeah. about how like I don't know, just the overall like I, I hope it's not offensive to say like creepiness of like Japanese lore and ghosts is so fascinating. I'm offended. I, like I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> want to call somebody's culture creepy, but I mean, we're talking about like their ghost lore. So I think it's, I think it's fair to call it creepy, but yeah, I mean, I, it's not, it's not that I, I know a ton about it, but every time I see it in games or in movies, it's always just, there is something that is, it, it separates itself from any other type of horror genre. So I think that it's got a really cool aesthetic to it. Looking at it. I don't, I'm trying to think of like what I can compare, what the gameplay looks like to me. But essentially, to me, it just kind of looks like, um, I don't want to say like a dungeon crawler, but almost like a monster hunter in a sense, where yeah. it's like you set up these portals, it, and it brings you to like this fight, this preset fight in this arena, and that's sort of the vibe I'm getting. Could be totally wrong, but it just seemed like it kept showing a bunch of different monsters coming out of a portal, but there was never anybody moving around a map. So that's why I'm just kind of feeling like maybe like a monster hunter type of feel which could be really cool with that Japanese ghost aesthetic to it. So could be, but I don't know. Everything looks super creepy and cool too. Yeah. Like it's, it's creepy, but it's very bright and colorful. So like, it's, it's not like Ghostwire Tokyo, which was very True. dark and grim, 
this is very bright and colorful. So that is true. Like the aesthetic, I just have no idea what's going on. Are you guys excited about Forza Motorsport during the GM? Forza Motorsport for me, it's like a flight simulator. Like I know how cool it is of a game, and I know that people love it. I it intimidates the crap out of me. I love Forza Horizon, but I don't think I've played a real true racing simulator since Gran Turismo 3 on the PlayStation 2 because everything above that, I'm like, man, I get penalized for every little thing I do. I I need that arcade feel of slamming into a wall at 180 miles an hour instead of turning left and then hitting the gas again. That's what I need in my racing (laughs) career. Uh, I'm excited for it. I'm a bit like you, Keith. Yes, I am not the car nut who is going to be tweaking the suspension and like tire pressure and all of that jazz. But from what I remember in Forza Motorsport, it's just like that in Flight Simulator. If it can be accessible of how easy you want it to be. I enjoy them. But like, yes, I'm like you. I get way more into the Horizon games. I love the arcade feel. But that being said, I still enjoy the motorsports games. It is a lot of fun to actually be in a realistic car, hearing the sounds, going to these tracks. But they usually only hold me for like 10 hours tops. And then, yeah, I'm kind of like, all right, I'm kind of done with this. I mean, so it looks still gorgeous, I'll say that. And, oh, and yeah. that's one thing I'll, I'll never deny about them. And I, and I love everything about them. So I don't want it to sound like I'm negative on it. It's just, yeah, I don't normally get into it. One thing I, I remember that I found in Horizon that's actually really cool too, and I'm guessing it, they probably do it in motorsport, is that you don't even necessarily need to do the accessibility for tweaking your car because like people can upload their own things. So you can actually find very well handcrafted like tunings for your cars when you play these types of games and i I think that's kind of cool yeah i of course have no interest (laughs) (laughs) liz you love racing games don't you hate driving in real life actually (laughs) no i do i do i I really hate driving do a video game doing the thing i hate in real life (laughs) this is dishwashing simulator But if anything, it gets to make you get to out you get to live your fantasy of, you know, you're driving real life. You're like these people suck, but now you can drive in a car and just slam into everyone that you don't like. Yeah, but I, I'm gonna let Liz Liz answer this. But I'm gonna assume that there's no fantasy of driving when you hate doing it. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, I, I video games, anything. I no desire whatsoever to drive. I think it's funny that Andrew and I like you know we we both hate driving. That's why they say opposites attract, you know. Someone's got to love to drive. <laughs> I mean, Amber and I are similar. She doesn't mind driving, but I pretty much always drive if we're going somewhere together because she'd prefer not to if she didn't have to. I don't mind driving. I don't like driving the entire 12-hour road trip. I just hate being a passenger. And not even because I have a problem with other people's driving. I just legitimately don't. I get bored. Like, I don't like <laughs> being in a car. Because I can't read, I can't do stuff on my phone, I get sick. So, I'm, I mean, yes, you can talk to people, but that's, <laughs> everyone else that. I ride with, they can sleep, they can do all these things. I can't sleep, I can't read, I can't do any of that. So, well, I'd, rather just I. be, I'd rather just be driving. Neither can I, because when Liz is driving, I'm, I'm too terrified to do anything. <laughs> I think, she, it, I mean, sounds like she is too, so. 
she drove me home from surgery the other day and it was just like oh god i'll walk <laughs> i was trying so hard not to hurt you it was, down there, it was i'm just messing here with that and also the hospital it, it's so big and complicated I was already nervous just to get, <laughs> find you. I know. I had a walk after surgery, like half across the parking lot. Well, like no, because no, like, typical Andrew's like, oh, no, leave the house. I'll be ready. And then I go to like the busiest part of the hospital. It's pandemonium. I'm like, Andrew, I, I, I can't like just sit here. Where do I go? And so I just start driving around the hospital. And he's like, oh, I'm, I think I'm closer to you now anyway. <laughs> and I was like, just stay where you are. I'll just walk to you. <laughs> I mean, I feel like... We, we don't need to go into all the details, but a little bit of context, everybody. Andrew had surgery. He's okay. That's why we missed a week, partly. Yep. He had to take care of his health or something. Like, he cares about himself <laughs> and his family being there. I don't know. So th- so that's what we are we are laughing at Andrew about and his misfortunes. <laughs> it hurts to laugh. And then uh, Overwatch 2. <laughs> uh, Overwatch 2. New heroes. <laughs> this was a slap in the face. Not about you, Keith, but this—I actually was really pissed off seeing Overwatch Two. I'm—I'm I'm not going to say I was disappointed about this, but I was really hoping, and I thought it would have been hilarious if they were like, "Just kidding, PVE's still coming. Yeah. Here it is," because they—they—they they still built that trailer out to make it look like they were doing PVE, like true PVE. It's not, and and I I will play the new game modes, and I think they looked fun, honestly. Like, I'm not not excited about the stuff that's coming. But boy, it, it it felt like, you, you know, your parents told you they were taking to Disney World and then they show up to, well, only Andrew and Liz will get this, but to Canopy Lake Park. And then they're like, but don't worry, there's still a roller coaster. <laughs> and and so like, yeah, cool. You still gave me some PVE stuff, but you didn't give me what you promised me. And and boy, is that disappointing. And And, and just the same. I, I appreciate that I still got to go to Canada because it was still fun. And I'll appreciate this because it's going to be fun. But boy, is it a letdown. Yeah. So, so quick context for people who uh, don't understand what's going on. Uh, Overwatch 2, me and Keith have been a long time fans of, you know, we've been playing since the original Overwatch. Overwatch 2 was announced. And the big thing they announced was that it was going to have a campaign, a PVE campaign. You're going to play the heroes. You're going to build them out. You're going to level them up. You have a skill tree. You're going to play with your friends. It's going to be this fun co-op adventure. And not even a month ago, I think it's been like three weeks, two weeks, two or three weeks. They announced the wound is still fresh. Yeah, that they are canceling the PVE event. So everyone was like, so there essentially was no reason to create an Overwatch two because it is essentially the same game. And you know, reports are coming out from employees that this was one hundred percent an executive decision. The executives at Blizzard Activision have been seeing the money they've been getting on their mobile app games, and they said. Overwatch is costing too much money. We want it to be cheap and easy, and we just want to rake in the money. So they canceled the PvE event. So here is the trailer of the watered-down version. You know, you can see the elements of what they were creating. You know, here's some heroes. Here's some story elements. But it's not going to be the same. You're not going to be leveling up your heroes. You're not going to be having these fun PvE elements. It's just going to be these small, bite-sized stories of essentially what Overwatch has been doing. Uh, these kind of fun events that they had going on before it became Overwatch 2. So, yeah, this is just kind of a bit of a slap in the face. They what is a- Hero Mastery? If, he- if there's no PvE and there's no love, what is Hero Mastery? What good does that do me? I'm assuming it is a just going to be you're playing a hero, leveling it up. And cosmetics? 
and that's, yeah, that's you're leveling up and unlocking cosmetics, either charms, sprays. I'm assuming that's what it is. I mean, it probably is, but man, it's that's so silly. It it's just yeah, I'm, maybe it, maybe it wasn't the developers, and I don't, I don't, so I won't fault them for it. But it's just. I, the one thing I will say though, as I still contest, I think Overwatch Two was necessary, and I and I and I say that only on the premise of there was about halfway through the Overwatch One life cycle, they had that download where basically they rebuilt the entire framework of the game, and I feel like that's what Overwatch Two did. Is it brought it into the new consoles, the next gen? It rebuilt the framework and. I mean, it brought the 5v5, and I still like the 5v5. I know that's a, a hot topic for some people that they don't. I, I'm a big fan of it, and I still stand by Overwatch 2 being overall necessary. I just think, man, it was. there's no need for the hype of it if you weren't going to get the PvE. If it was just, hey, we're rebuilding this game, we're remastering it, we're going to call it Overwatch 2 for whatever reason, I would have been fine with it, especially because it was free to play. Like, if I had to rebuy Overwatch 2 yeah oh i'd be then i would be pissed i I would i would be beyond pissed and i and i think probably rightfully everyone would probably demand a refund after that but it's a free game and and so i'm not mad that overwatch 2 exists i'm just bummed that we missed out on something that could have been really awesome because i love the heroes in this game and it could be so much fun to play like a rpg pve game with them yeah i'm getting more story but uh, i do like that uh blizzard is here on the xbox showcase you can definitely tell even if this activision blizzard deal falls through which i don't think it will like you can still see this partnership between xbox and blizzard like yeah we're gonna kind of still do things together oh yeah did it do anything for you liz no (laughs) no i'm sorry and then up next we already talked about the uh persona games the persona 5 and um, we'll save Starfield for the end. So the next one is Jusant. I don't know if I'm pronouncing I that right. I think Jusant. The pl- it was like a platforming game, right? Yeah. A lot of climbing. It's from Don't Nod Studio, which they're famous for Life is Strange and Drawn a Blank and the other one that came out. But uh, they're usually more of a story-driven game is what they, are, they tend to do. Um, so this is a bit of a different pace for them. Uh... I thought it was okay. It didn't show too much. It just looked like a lot of climbing. Uh, so hopefully there's a lot more to the gameplay because I don't think just a game of just about just climbing is going to catch too much of my attention. Uh, don't Nod does make good stories, so I am excited that maybe they have a good story to back it up and make it more interesting. I mean, I like your little friend that you have. Yeah, he was adorable. Well, I mean, I... I don't know. Maybe they showcase it a little more than what I'm what I'm seeing, but I feel like that that's where they'll probably add some sort of like it has like magic element to help it be more than just climbing, maybe. And I don't know, probably like puzzles, some good puzzles. So I think it could be fun. I don't think it looks exciting, but it looks like it could be some fun to play, probably. Yeah. What about you, Liz? Or did I miss that? I, it looks all right. I mean, that's what, that's what I got from it, like platforming. I didn't really, I don't really remember much else. But um, you're not crazy about platforming. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, but the next one, I is it a horror game? Still wakes the deep. This I, game looked awesome. It just showed a quick cinematic trailer. Yeah. And I loved it. I think it's weird that you think, the, and, and I'm not even saying it looks bad. I just don't think it showed enough to say it looked awesome. I thought the graphics looked really good. The yeah. it, it obviously showcases the water. It it literally takes you out as though you're 
you know, head is above the water in the middle of the ocean, and the water looks amazing. I think it. I think it's a horror game of you want to like a derelict oil rig. Yeah, and that's kind of what I'm gathering. I just dug the vibe. I think this game could be super scary, but a lot of fun. And then what was next? Uh, Dungeons of Hindenburg. Yeah. Did you? Do you remember any of that? Because that's the only it game was, yeah. that it's a complete blank. I no, I actually was going to say the same thing. It was a trailer that kind of showed gameplay, but I don't know what the heck is going on. So it looks. I first was kind of getting Moonlighter vibes that maybe you're in a home and you keep going out to do a different type of dungeon, but you're also are like riding your sword and fighting monsters. It just looked okay. Uh, I did not get enough information. It could be like if it took elements from. You know, Moonlighter. It's called Dungeons of Hindenburg, but honestly, every cutscene was outside. So I don't ever remember any scenes of them being in a dungeon. But uh, yeah, I don't, know. I don't know. I think this looks like it would be kind of cool. Yeah, it looks like there's like some some puzzle elements to it. Um, oh crap! I can't even think of the name of it. the the zombie one where you're like a roller skating around the energy drinks. Uh, Sunset oh, Overdrive. Sunset Overdrive. Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know, it feels like it could have a little bit of a Sunset Overdrive approach to, like, there's some, like, I don't know, motional or movement, parkour type of thing, some action puzzles. Maybe, yeah. but I think you just have a sword, though, as far as I saw. Oh, maybe. I saw one thing that said something, it was, like, a book that said New Day, New Dungeon Yeah. in there. So, yeah, it's probably, like, maybe not roguelike, but at least, like, procedurally generated as you go through. That could be some fun. I, yeah. Even I, even if I don't get true roguelike, I always like a good procedurally generated yeah. Then of course Keanu came on to uh, talk about Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty with Idris Elba being in it. Yeah, uh, it was interesting. I, I don't know about you guys. I thought Keanu Reeves was very awkward. <laughs> I I did actually watch that, and yeah, he felt so uncomfortable. Which like, I I, I, don't I don't think I don't Keanu like Reeves, Cyberpunk. So oh, uh, see, see, I don't think Keanu Reeves is a very good actor, but I love the guy, and I love seeing him on screen, and. As weird as it kind of was, I still thought he did a great job. And honestly, they didn't need to show me anything. All the fact is, all I needed was Keanu to come out saying, hey, the expansion's here, I'm still in it, and now Idris Elba's in it. That's all I needed. I didn't need any gameplay. <laughs> I mean, it looked very cyberpunk, so I, I've been loving... I haven't finished it yet, but I've been, I'm almost done with cyberpunk, and I've been loving it. So I am totally down for an expansion. Especially with Idris Elba? Come on. Yeah, I love Idris Elba and Keanu Reeves. I haven't played any of the first one, um, but I would. <laughs> uh, and then Andrew, City Skylines 2. Uh, I've played so much City Skylines. It is a very fun city sim. Uh, city Skylines 2 just looks just like, it, obviously, just an improvement. It, there's not much to say about it. It's, it looks good. I like City Skylines. Day one on Game Pass. Looking forward to it. Neat. Uh, then Metaphor Re Fantasio. Did oh, I say that right? Yeah, so this is from the studio who does Persona, in which it very much looks like a Persona game. As far as I can tell, I think this is a new IP from them, because I've never heard I of it. I thought they said before. that. I thought they said it was a new IP from yeah. them. Yeah. So I think it's cool that they're finally stepping away from like the Persona series and doing kind of a new thing. Uh, very cool Japanese RPG. I think it's really nice that Microsoft's really trying to capitalize on the Japanese market, because a lot of people have been complaining that you know, Xbox lacks Japanese RPGs, but they're definitely bringing it. The next two I'm really excited about. The first one is um, from the creators of Banner Saga. Yeah. Uh, Towerborn. As soon as they said that, I'm like, oh. 
Because I loved Banner Saga, and I remember you did too. Yeah, so for me, like, no matter what, I mean, I don't think the trailer really wowed me, but no. because of Banner Saga, yeah. like, I would play it. Yeah, uh, from the idea I got of it, it looks cool of... And it's co-op, right? Yeah, a three, I think, well, I don't think they said exact number of players, but yeah, it said co-op adventure. It seems like you're in a tower, and you're kind of going out in the land and trying to claim territories to, like, build the kingdom up. Yeah, it didn't show too much, but it looked it looked good. I enjoyed it. I was very excited for that. Wait, which one were you looking at? Towerborn. Okay, that's what I thought, because that was one actually when I was... I didn't see this live, but when I was looking through the list earlier, just the name Towerborn, because I love a good tower defense game, so I was kind of hoping. I thought it seemed a little lofty for an Xbox showcase, but... You throw the word tower in there. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna hope for the best. But I mean, <laughs> I still thought it looked fun. Winning key of, words for Keith Tower. <laughs> well, again, in the in the in the context that it was used, it felt like it might be like a tower defense style game, at least in my mind. But that all that to say is the trailer looked fun, and and I think it would be. Uh, it looked like it could be like a good fun like co op type of game. Is yeah. I don't know if it mentioned co op or said it or not, but it it felt it said like co op adventure. Have, I was going to say, it felt like it would have co-op, so I'm into that. And lastly, before Starfield, Clockwork Revolution, which yeah. is like a, a cool like time travel game. I just It really seemed cool. Yes, so this is from another one of the Xbox studios that has been silent. So this is from Inixile Studios, another one of you know the new studios that Microsoft bought that has been completely silent. Uh but they're no, normally known for doing RPG games. But this is, yeah, first-person action, you know, shooter, which looks really awesome. The vibe I instantly got, and I actually for a second was thinking that this was a uh, Bioshock game. It looks very much like Bioshock Infinite, where it's kind of steampunk. You're kind of in, like, floating cities. Everything's very clockwork and steampunk. But it looks awesome because you got magical powers to manipulate time. The weapons looked awesome. The only thing that disappointed me was at the end they announced that the game will be come out in due time. Oh yeah, I saw that. So it's like uh, this is probably gonna be another game that's gonna take a good two, three years. They showed, I feel like, a significant amount of gameplay. Yeah, and I'm also curious. Do you think it's gonna be more of? I mean, obviously not like linear because you're going back forth in time. But do you think it's all like planned out, or your decisions are gonna affect things? I got the vibe that your decisions affect things. Because yeah, you go back and you're world. like, "Holy crap! Holy crap! What did I do?" And yeah. it's like, so is that already written in for you, or can I really mess everything up? Like that's what I'm, I'm really curious about. I'm betting there's probably like set events where it's like here you can take an action and and kind of drive it based on that but i don't know i think overall i'm i'm kind of just bored with the steampunk aesthetic and everything i don't know it's just i want to say it's overused because it's not like every game is is having it but i i don't know i'm just kind of over it I love it. So it, I still like it. Yeah. <laughs> at the very least, like it doesn't excite me. I don't know. Like I, I don't look at it and go, "Ooh, cool, a new steampunk game." Yeah, another steampunk game. All right, but I mean, from what it showed, like it showed destructible environments. That's the other thing I'm wondering too: is are those set pieces, or are we actually going to have a good amount of destructibility in this game? There's a like this game teased a lot, but didn't say too much. But it it definitely got me excited. I think it was really cool for them to end the showcase with it. But then, uh, yeah, right, then Starfield. 
Yeah, and then Starfield. And then, yeah, and then I now understand why they did an hour-long showcase of Starfield. I remember when they did the little showcase, what was it, like a month ago? Or it's, been like, it's been like three months now. But they announced, yeah, you know, we're showing Starfield on its own. And I was like, why are they giving, you know, Starfield an hour? Is there really that much to show? And holy crap, Starfield looked amazing. <laughs> so wasn't there a game in the past that we played and there was a bunch of different planets you could go to? Yep, no Man's Sky. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. Um, and for me, like, when it comes to space games, I r- really don't like to play them. This looks exciting, though. I yeah. wish it was co-op. I think that would be really cool. I was thinking cool. that, too. Yeah. Because um, there's just... I I love that there's uh, actual, like, characters and, like, a, a story and all that kind of stuff. But the customization is what is really exciting to me. Like, you can, you know, have a family that you send money back to, but there's consequences to everything. Like, you can have someone who, like, worships you, but you have to hear them talk all the time. Yeah. I mean, so you could th- take them out in the field and shoot them, though, and kill them. You can? Yeah, you didn't get... They showed you that in the trailer. They showed, like, he was looking at a vista, and the guy going behind him and pointed a gun at him. Yeah, you could kill Oh, I numbers. missed that. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Dang. There's a lot you can do in this game. You can run a drug lab. You can be a smuggler. You can be a pirate and just, like, harass people. There's... The amount that you can do in this game is mind-boggling like i remember like when they were doing the showcase i already knew a good amount about starfield you know they they showed a trailer over a year ago and people were upset about it because it looked a little rough you know it was running at like i think like 20 frames in the trailer the ai looked pretty dumb so they delayed the game and they've been working on it non-stop and so when they were said oh, yeah, we're doing an hour showcase it's like yeah i'm just gonna watch like 15 minutes of it i know quite a bit about this game already I could not stop watching this trailer. Every time they were showing things, it just looked so fun. I am so excited for Starfield. Like, this really made the showcase for me. Um, It really was just so much information. I thought there'd be a lot of fluff because of how long it was. But it was like, no, like, this is how you can, like, customize your guns and your ship and your character and all this kind of stuff. And And they still didn't say everything. There was a little tease near the end. That shows you you can get superpowers. Yeah. And, like, they didn't talk about that. They just did a quick tease of it. So there's still plenty they have not talked about in this game. It's honestly a little overwhelming, all the stuff that you can do. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's it's a game that I feel like... like I said this, but not in a mean way, but I feel like... like I, What's a better word for nerd? Because <laughs> I feel like nerds are going to love this game with all the stuff that you can do. But I mean, like, like smart people, like not in like a... Yeah, well, they kept referencing <laughs> all the data they've been collecting from NASA on, like, the planet's atmosphere, how lighting will look on this atmosphere, how ballistics will work on this atmosphere. So, like, no, they're doing their homework. Like, it is a nerdy space adventure. Like, they really did the time and effort to learn the graphics, the environments, and how things would interact. Because they were showing of, like, oh, if you're in low gravity and you're using ballistic weapons, it'll push you back. Oh, if you use lasers, though, they won't have, they'll have low recoil and this will happen. Can you jump farther in this environment or can you not jump at all? Like, no, like nerdy is a good... Yeah, I did not mean that in a, in a bad way. No, but it's very And accurate. also, yeah, like, you know, the way the sun looks on this planet yeah. and it's positioned to this. And it's like, it is insane. And like, just all the stuff that you can do. I feel like there are people that are just going to, like just go in that rabbit hole and just like play hours and hours and hours and hours. And yeah. Like one thing I was nervous about is I knew you could build and customize your ship, but I thought it would be limited. 
Like I was like, oh, can I make like a taco ship? But it, like I thought the game would be like, oh no, this, this isn't viable to fly. Like it's too awkward shaped. But in the trailer, they showed someone create like a goofy looking mech and it could fly. So this game still is letting you create a really weird, goofy looking ship. And you could do like, you could actually use it. Like, I remember, Keith, me and you played this free-to-play game. I can't remember the name of it, but you literally created vehicles with blocks. <gasps> the Pikachu. Yeah, I was... The uh, giant uh, Snorlax and Pikachu? Yeah, I was Pikachu and you were Snorlax. <laughs> like, oh, there man. were super goofy vehicles, but, like, you could actually play that. It looks like you can do that in this game. The gaming high of that when we won, like, 20 straight games. <laughs> in man. a game that, like, nobody played. <laughs> I, I don't care. We could have been playing against the same five people. It... Man, that 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 may never be relived. But but yeah, I I feel like that seems stressful to me because I'm not good at building things. But I have to imagine there comes along with like anything accessibility and and not even just options to it, but just hey, you can just buy this ship and yep, you don't have to build things. And and so I I can I can say it doesn't bother me that I that I have that option. I think it's cool, but I probably will not dabble. With it. <laughs> That's intimidating. Yeah. Well, you definitely will the character creator. The character creator is insane. And it looks like, yeah, you are going to have a lot of fun with that. Well, you know, looks like I'm going to have to carve out a few hours for that. I know. When we do the episode of that, it's just going to be you talking about the character creator. There, that's it. There will be like, oh, I never episodes. got to gameplay. <laughs> there will be the Starfield character creator episode, and then there will be the Starfield game. <laughs> but... There, of course, is bad news that the internet, of course, is freaking out about. Uh, it has been announced that Starfield is locked at 4K, 30 frames per second on the Series X, and 1440p, 30 frames on the Xbox Series S. So, of course, people are very upset that this game is not running at 60 frames a second, and, of course, freaking out about it. They did say on the PC you can do 60 frames, but, I mean, if you're, you know, obviously sporting a you know, $5,000 PC rig that can do it. Cool. Great. I know. But once again, I am I know you're like me, Keith. I could care less. And I like, I see people getting upset about it because, you know, this is supposed to be the world's most powerful console. Yes, but at the end of the day, it's a $500 console. Like, it's not a 5K gaming rig. Like, it's not going to do it. And so people are upset because why are PlayStation games 60 frames a second? Have you seen this gameplay? There is so much going on in this game. This game, I I fully understand why this game is stuck at 30 frames a second. Holy crap, is there so much going on in this game? Like, graphically, I thought this game looked stunning, too. Yeah. Uh, So, I I totally give Xbox a pass for this being at 30 frames. Redfall, I thought was a little more understandable. Like, it's like, yeah, you know, that should have been 60, but, well, it should have been a lot different. (laughs) A lot of (laughs) aspects. But uh, no, I am not worried that this game's running at 30 frames. I am so excited for Starfield. Uh, but another quick thing I wanted to complain about, though, that I personally want to complain about with Starfield, they announced like the Ultimate Editions you can get. And this is a growing trend that I think is so gross and stupid. You, of course, can buy the Ultimate Edition of Starfield and play the game five days early. I hate when games do this. It's I think it's stupid. Like, hey, the game's done and complete. But only people who are willing to give us extra money can play the game early. I think that's just a gross business practice. I don't support that, people. Please don't give them money. I understand them coming out with extra content. I know this game's on Game Pass. It's going to be free for people. And they just want to get some money from you. But I just think that's a gross way of doing it. But 
they did announce that there's already going to be some content updates and uh, uh, expansion. So that's definitely coming down the pipeline. But yeah, Starfield, what a way to end the show, guys. That definitely bumped me up. Because yeah, I felt like a lot of the games here were just kind of small indie games. And then the big AAA games just did not do enough gameplay. But yeah, I think we can wrap it up here. Um, so yeah, like I said, I, I thought... I think overall, I think I like the showcase better than last year just because of Starfield. Starfield really did it for me. So I'm really looking forward to a lot of these games. Um, but yeah, what about you guys? I, I, I will forget about probably the large majority of them by the time that we actually play them because that's what I do. It's, it's what I always do. Yes, that is very true. Um, but yeah, I think it looks promising. I look forward to the month where we get really excited for like four games coming out and none of them are good. So <laughs> Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I still think it was overall really good. And I, I was I was glad I got to sit here and watch most of it with you guys. So that was a lot of fun. I, I like watching it with friends. And yeah, I, I, I'm excited for what's to come because I, the thing is, I don't know. I, looking back on our four years, I feel like our best games were never the ones that were in showcases or in e3 and all that so that's true well i i think it's exciting and i and i think all of these cool things are coming to game pass at the end of the day i'm going to be more excited about a game that comes out on a random thursday in you know august that we found out about in the middle of july so like honestly i still haven't touched cassette beast and i'm more excited about that than i mean maybe not starfield but a lot of the games we talked about today so yeah everything that keith said <laughs> I agree. Liz, Liz is done. <laughs> I don't blame you. This is we are we're long now. We're at, we're an hour and ten. Yeah. All right, everyone. So that's gonna do it for us this week. If you have any game suggestions, uh, please go to gamepassgrabbag.com and you can find all our links to all our things. Reach out to us any way you would like. Tell us what you think. Tell us if you enjoyed the showcase, and tell us if you want us to play any particular games. I've been your hardcore gamer host. You can find me on Xbox Live at Firebird zero one five two. I've been Keith, and I want to go play some Diablo. <laughs> and I'm Liz Noob, Gamertag, Commonomdi, and I'm on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Liz Noob, New Busy W. Nice. I was waiting for Liz to say, and I don't want to play Diablo. <laughs> and I don't want to play Diablo. <laughs> Liz. I've been trying to get her it's to all right. an episode. I'm just saying. It's all right. I don't mind playing it. I just don't get excited about it. Like it's... We could try to get back some of that money that me and Andrew thought we were going to save, but didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that right, could be a fun story for that episode. Right. Bye. Love you all. See you again next week. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>